This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious lolly Focus Pops or lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, gang. Thanks for tuning in. We love creating this podcast for you guys. So if you could pretty please subscribe, rate, review us. Anywhere you listen to podcasts. We would appreciate it more than you'll ever know. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm Vanya. I'm the Rom. And I'm Avrin. And I'm the crime. And this is Rom Crime. This yes. is a true crime comedy podcast. With romantic um, decorations. Follicles. Mmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Because hair. Ooh, yeah, hair. Because we're going to talk a lot about hair. Oh, that's true. One person's hair in particular. It's true. Yep. We'll get into that oh, later. Oh, I can't Stay wait. Stay tuned. <laughs> um, so how, how has your week been? It's been good. Yes. It finally got beautiful outside. That's true. I feel like I spent I spent all day at the beach um, oh, a couple God. of days ago, which was Your everything. life just sucks. Oh, my God. I mean, don't. Don't be too jealous, folks. <laughs> but you you go to a beach with, where there's like a dog. It's like okay to have dogs, right? Like, yeah. So we drive all, pretty far out um, in Malibu to this just little snippet of beach where it's it's not private. I think a lot of those beaches are private. Oh, and, and people a, think those beaches. Some of them are not. Yeah. Yeah. And so we just throw the ball and walk up and down and gawk at all the beautiful homes. And I want to go there. Pretend, you know, like. Someday. Yeah, I love that. But it is so pretty. And for me, the drive there is almost as fun as actually being there. Oh, that's like fun. When you get on PCH yeah. and you can see like Santa Monica going yeah. up to Malibu. And yes, just the we drove there shit. for my husband's 40th birthday nice. on the, on, the PCH. Yep. Which, by the way, side note, you're not supposed to say the PCH. I was oh. told that. No, you're just supposed to say PCH. just PCH because I would always say, oh, yeah, because we lived on on the Pacific Coast Highway and I was they were like we know we can tell you're not from here I'm like why and they're like because you, you don't say the you just say on Pacific Coast Highway right. I'm it's like, pretty effed up in my opinion so you have to say like the 101 or the right. 405 but you couldn't possibly say the PCA right like I roll is, but you know what it is that thing when we lived in New York and someone would be like um, I'm looking for a place on Houston Street, right. but it's I'm like it's pronounced Houston. <laughs> You're obviously not from here. Yeah, I'm such an <laughs> um, no, because I worked. We worked so on that street, so yeah, yeah. It's a beautiful drive. If you find yourself in California, any part of it, really, because yeah. you can do. You can do it the is entire so pretty to Santa Barbara. West Coast. Yeah. Oh yeah, I think so. I think actually, there's a famous drive down from maybe even Washington. I think do. so. PCH, yeah. all, not the, PCH <laughs> all the way down. But yeah, so I've just had a kind of a nice, relaxing That's week. That's exciting. Well, we're dealing with um, sickness, not from me anymore, thank God. But Hallelujah. Like, poor little baby boy got an uh, ear infection. Mm. And he has tubes in his ears. I don't know if anybody out there has tubes in their ears, but 
he got them when he was one year old. Now he's two. So this year has been a good year of no, right. no far fewer. Yeah. Yeah. My little sister, when she was about that age, I think had two. Really? Her yeah. Year. Same reason. So he had like six or seven ear infections the first year of his life, which is kind of dangerous. Oh, it, they no. can go deaf. Certain. Oh, wow. Yeah. So we were like, yeah, we'll do it. We'll get him in and the surgery was it was really terrifying because you know you put you take them to the anesthesiologist which we're going to talk about anesthesiologists here in this episode Look at you bringing it at home yeah. i didn't know where we were going but, but now I so do. i'm sitting in the room holding you know you hold the baby and then they administer the stuff and the baby goes limp in your arms and i think it's the sickest i've ever felt in my life it's oh, just yeah. like it, you know anyways um but yeah he has an ear infection but we're dealing with it he and seemed in good spirits he, when I saw him yesterday. That's right. <laughs> I forgot about that. We Marco Polo each other. Because, you know, it's so much easier than texting. And then yeah. you can really get the... But it's also, you can kind of control it. Because yeah. you just talk. And then they can respond to you. Exactly. But it's not like it's FaceTiming like where chatting. you have to have an ongoing conversation. Exactly. But yes. Yeah, so her adorable, apparently sick, although he didn't look sick to me, <laughs> little guy, was walking around. And Vanya was talking to me. And then I heard her ask him, where'd you get that water from? Where's that water from? <laughs> and she turns the camera on him while she was asking him questions. And she's like, is that from the toilet and the shit eating grin <laughs> yeah. that he got on his face? He was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But just in a smile, he didn't actually say it. And she was like, please don't. And then he just dumped it on the floor. Yeah, it was like disgusting. <laughs> honestly, I, just was, I was laughing so hard, even though I'm sure it was horrible <laughs> for you. I mean, his little face was adorable, but I'm also and I he. I try to keep the bathroom door closed because he will get in the to- in the toilet, and I'm just yeah. like so gross. But yeah, he's, I just he's so stinking cute. It was hysterical because Vanya is just trying to just trying to chat with me about stuff for today, honestly. Yeah. And then I witnessed this just amazing moment. Of I know her little boy dumping toilet water God on the ground, him. which I suppose is better than drinking it. That is true. So win for mom. But I've never seen him drink it, so oh, let's good. hope that so maybe he that's understands real. that that's not a thing you should he do. He might have done it behind my back, but I hope not. Oh my God, you guys, having kids is disgusting. It really is. <laughs> That's why I like to do this podcast because it takes me away from my life sometimes. <laughs> Just a little, you know, a little yeah, fantastical a little, uh, escapism. Exactly. In the form of a true crime comedy podcast. Oh my God, I'm so excited, you guys. Okay, so for this episode, um, we actually have had a few people mention this to us. Um, and I, we were kind of like, I don't know, a lot of people have done it. Too, I, that was my thing. Was I was yeah. like, I'm afraid it's been done too much. But then the more we talked about it. Yeah. This is the most rom crimey mm-hmm. one, I think, so far. I mean, you know, a lot of them are, but this one is like super rom This is perfect. So we are covering in, um, I will shout out to my friend, Mike Jensen. Thank you for the, thank you, Mike, for the little push here. Um, we're going to cover Dirty John. Yes, we are. Dirty John came from LA Times podcast, mm-hmm. which then birthed the Netflix show, which I think was on like Bravo or something. FX. Oh, FX. Okay. Before. And then. Other or Bravo, you might be right. I, have, I, it might have, I just jumped. I think it was FX. Well, yeah. It might have switched. I think it, it might have been switched. ABC Who or knows? USA. Yeah, I think or TBS. So now it's Netflix. Um, <laughs> you can watch it on Netflix. From that, it spirited all sorts of things. And guess what? We're gonna do it. Yeah, baby. So yeah, it was a podcast. It's been a TV show. It's most certainly been a podcast about the TV show. Yeah. And so we're just. We're going to go super meta because I actually listened to the podcast when it first came out. Right. You did. And so did my husband. And um, I have so many thoughts and feelings. And then I had never watched the TV show, mainly because I had already listened to the podcast. So I knew the story and I didn't feel the need to. Right. But But you also didn't. Well, I had. I have so many thoughts. And we're going to talk about it. And I'm sure a lot of people do. have thoughts on this one that's why it's been so widely yes, covered it's amazing. but i will say so last night um we're gonna break this into a few different episodes yeah, right because yeah. we're gonna we're gonna cover the show yeah the whole thing in all of its glory yeah. so that will include the podcast and the tv show yep so we agreed episode like through the first three episodes for today's yep Part one, part one rom crimes coverage of uh, rom crime Dirty does John. Dirty John. Yeah, baby. Um, so I watched all three last night, and yeah. I will say, I love Connie Britton so much. Oh my god, that the woman she she's somehow a, she, managed to make so many of my problems with the story come from. I think a, I want. I hope come from a place of like love and empathy, and only goodness but so I, I was very angry listening to the podcast yeah. I'm like come on like how yes. do you not know exactly. how do you not see how are you this dumb and I'm saying that 
but I I don't mean that because that's so mean. No, no, but like, I mean, Connie absolutely. Connie Britton made me be like, well, I, I forgive you. She's a national treasure. <laughs> I forgive you. Her yeah. and that glorious head of hair of hers absolutely. is a national treasure. You know what I was, my mom has Connie Britton hair. She totally does. She has, she has good hair. Yeah, she does. I did not get my mother's hair <laughs> or her good looks, but I love her so much. Um, I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine looking, looks. but I'm like, my no, mom you is got, you got super all the pretty. Good looks, but you do a very different hair. Your mom has Connie Burton hair. I know, hair. I have like... And I think like one in a million people get to have that. I have so. hair like uh, Cher from Moonstruck. Which really is curly. equally amazing. I guess. I but mean, don't deny uh, it. It's what you have, what you don't want, what you want, what you that's don't want. Right. You know. The grass is always oh, greener. Oh, it's always And greener. for Connie Britton, she might be the only person where that's not true yeah. when it comes to hair. She has never wanted anyone yeah, else's hair. Yeah, those bouclés of curls that just like bounce. I yeah. love it. Yeah, like the first scene of episode one, she's walking down the hallway. Oh, I guess we should talk about what who who's she playing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dirty John, in case yeah. you don't know what that yeah, in is. Case you don't Sorry, know. let's not assume everyone I actually had, in the world. I didn't know. Of course, Vanya doesn't know because I don't like, you know, I don't gravitate towards this kind of thing until now. I swear to God. Yeah, Avrin's converting I me. She loves it. I do. I knew she would. I know. That's why I was like, just come with me. Take my hand. I know. Join my I cult. Know, and I like it. Um, it's so fun. <laughs> yeah, it's so fun. But so Dirty John um, in a pinch is the story of Deborah Newell, Mm -hmm. who was a wealthy um, Orange County interior designer who was looking for love and looking for love and just not having any darn luck with it until uh, she was doing some online dating and she met a man named John Meehan, John being our Dirty John. Right. And he just sweeps her off her feet, whirlwind, fast romance, but goodness me, this is where you think like, Google, do some research, yeah. spend more than a yeah. week with someone before you, you know, say you love them and move in with them. Yeah. So anyway, he's a he's not a great man. No. There's a reason he's called Dirty John. Yeah. And so the story is, and we'll break it down slowly rather yeah. than me tell you the entire thing because <laughs> Vanya doesn't actually know the end of the story. I yet don't. I'm, I'm she's working only through it. The first yeah, two episodes. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, basically, she gets in over her head with a man who is not who she thought he was yes. and that's Connie Britton plays Deborah Newell is her name yeah Deborah Newell and in the movie it's kind of interesting you know it shows her on, go on like it's a montage of like really bad online dates yeah and did you, know, you ever do no you didn't do it you've been married your husband I never since, did like, online dating the internet dating I did thing. no it's true we got married when we were really just fresh out of college so yeah. there was not I mean, there was... The internet exists. I'm just yeah. saying that I don't think online dating <laughs> The was, internet didn't exist that's back not then. What I, meant. I just meant like, I don't think online dating was a thing in the no. way that it is now. I mean, I only know like Grindr back in those days when we were Grindr. first... You know, oh, look at that. You don't I, know what Grindr is? I do know what Grindr oh, is. Oh, it's like... I a, just didn't know that's been around that long. Oh, I think it has. I think, of course, the first they knew what they thing were. was yeah. like hookup sites. Yeah. Anyways, um, <laughs> but yes, so she's doing this. And you know, I honestly think it must be so hard... Being somebody, that's what I was thinking immediately because I didn't know that she'd been married for f- like four times before this, mm-hmm. um, which kind of like, what the fuck? I'm always like, why get well, married a million times? I'm lucky in love and or, uh, again, I well, want to come mean, from a place of empathy, Yeah. but part of the reason why I never watched this TV show, yeah. even though I found the podcast to be riveting, mm-hmm. it is, It's it, the story is fascinating, but I also wanted to like rip my hair out of my head yeah. like 90% of the time. I was yeah. listening to her talk yeah. because for me, I was just like, someone needs to, to tell you that you're enough on your own and that yeah. like you don't need a man that bad because yeah. you're you're blind to what's right in front of you. Right. Oh. And it feels a little generational, I guess, you know, like right. in her, I mean, what is she probably approaching 60 or more? She, I think she's in her, yeah, like mid to early 50s yeah. when, this, oh, okay. when this story when happened. This happened. Mm. Well, yeah, I guess, but like that generation, everybody was married and there wasn't a lot of like people waiting. Um, I don't know. And like the other reason, which maybe, I don't know if this was the reason here, but like people don't want to have sex unless they're married. Right. That's that dumb thing, which man, then you have four husbands. Yeah. You know? And who, I mean, who knows? I don't know that they ever, I think she really was just like a woman looking for love who really wanted yeah. to be in love. Oh, yeah. Wanted to have a family. Yes. And so... I mean, you must, she yeah. must love the idea of being married if she got married four times. It's true. It's true. Um, the beginning of the movie, or sorry, of the TV show, uh, Connie Britton's voiceover, she says, I believe in dreams, dreams you can live in. If you design the space where the story will happen, you can control them both. 
You can create a room with beautiful things where only good things occur. Peaceful mornings, elegant parties, romantic dinners, love. If you design the most beautiful life, nothing ugly can get in. And I kind of like, I was like, oh my God, I have to, I mean, you know, I love that quote for, I mean, good job writers. Yeah. For her life, because that makes a lot of sense. She she is an interior designer. Mm -hmm. Um, Definitely controlling your space and the way it looks. And presenting, you know, on its, on its face value. Like when you walk into a room, the first thing that you take in obviously is the decor of the room, right? right? So whether or not the people in that room are really happy or really love each other yeah. or really feel comfortable in the space, that's you're going to take that in over time. Right. But right. the room itself can yeah. be can portray whatever you want it to yeah. based on how you decorate it. And as an interior decorator... And she was good at her job. Yeah, she was hugely successful. I think still is. She hugely had a ton successful. of money. Yeah, I mean, she all on her own. That's so crazy. So that's another thing that I think I struggled with. Where yeah. I was like, this woman is clearly smart. Right. She's tenacious. She's talented. Yeah. And so to be so on top of her game yeah. in so many areas of her life. And then, again, I, I know that I'm going to sound like a judgmental asshole. No. And I want everyone listening to know that I really am coming from a place of... I I feel so bad for this woman and what happened. Yeah. And nobody deserved it. And... And nobody was at fault except for Dirty John. But there was this a small part of me that's yeah. like, if you, if someone, I don't know, if but you therapy know in a different way than what you were it's having. It's true. You know? Absolutely. Um, but like, I do think, you know, sometimes we get rageful, not saying that this is you, but like, we get mo- like really annoyed about things that we have qualities of. And not that you have that quality, no, but I mean, we have been duped before. I have, you have mm-hmm. like by somebody, not to this extent, right. but, um, but that's where you're like, ah, oh, like I, I feel like I'm almost mad at myself. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. when, when you're an observer and you're yeah. not in it, but I will counter argue that by saying that everyone in her life could see what was going that's on true. except her. So it's it wasn't true. just, and us, they were telling her and they were saying it loudly yeah. oh and over God. and over and over again. And she wouldn't, I know. How many daughters did she have? Or uh, I think she had three kids, a son and two daughters. Okay. Um, and the boy is not, or the son is not in the movie. He was in, I think, like, briefly in one of the episodes. Oh, really? He, maybe the Thanksgiving one. Oh. But I don't know. I was thinking that was the cousin. Uh, well, I guess we should have watched together. Yeah. Notes. But <laughs> no. he's not really in the podcast. Right. Like, he doesn't get interviewed or anything like that. So right. the, the focus in terms of her family members that you meet in the podcast and the TV show are her two daughters, her nephew, and her uh, mom. That's right. And the two daughters are named... In real life, they're yeah. Tara and Jacqueline. And in the TV show, they're Tara and Ronnie. So I think for our purposes... Vanya, you tell me what yeah. you're more comfortable with. I think let's go with the movie, the TV, the TV. show. Sorry, okay. just because if that's okay with audience here, I because that's what I'm watching. Right. Um, yeah, so let's do that. Ter- so so get... Ronnie and so Veronica Ronnie, are one. So Veronica, Ronnie. Yeah. Veronica. Because mm-hmm. that's probably where they got the nickname. Maybe yeah. she's called Ronnie. Yeah. Well, her name is Veronica in the TV show. Oh. In the real life. Well, I'm not going to say it again because I feel like I'm going to confuse you. So Tara <laughs> and Ronnie are the names of her daughters on the television okay. show. And that's what we're going <laughs> to use. <laughs> Perfect. Great. So she meets John online mm-hmm. and they and you can see the difference between all the other dates. They're ac- actually like really having a good time. They're drinking at a bar. That's very Ooh, like intimate. Creepy though. He, he The first scene is like this daughter and her and she's like, you're letting him come to your house? Right. Because he said he'd like to pick her up for their date. And even though they're going to go somewhere that they can walk to, he insisted on picking her up at her door. Yeah. And the daughter's like, oh my God, stalker, that's upsetting. And the yeah. mom's like, or sorry. So Ronnie is like, that's weird. Yeah. And creepy. And Deborah says, no, that's old fashioned and it's chivalrous. Yeah, exactly. But he was scoping out the land, you know. Mm, checking out and the... And he was even like weird about some... He said something weird to her, to the daughter, right? Like Many times. Many times. Many, many, many times, times he says weird things to the daughters yeah. who are loudly saying to their mom, Yeah. Something's wrong with this man. Exactly. Listen to your daughters. <laughs> and they have their date and they go and he, you can tell he's like doing that manipulative thing where he's, well, <laughs> it's just because I know that was sort of the end of the story, but like, you know, he's making sure oh. she's talking about herself. Mm-hmm. But and, he's also telling her, all of the best qualities oh, yeah. what a is, man what could it, ever like. He served in Iraq. Right. He was in Doctors Without Borders. He is an anesthesiologist. Yeah. Um, and like, 
just has this amazing medical career and right. saves lives for a living. He's also Christian, which is something that's important to her because she's Christian. Right. But then he also does a really good job of being like, oh, you did it again. Why are we still talking about me? Tell me about you. Yeah. And they, as they film the scene that they keep getting like the shots of them like moving from the table to the bar to maybe the other bar, but they're yeah. getting like closer and closer together. Yep, and drunker and drunker. And drunker and drunker. And at one point he's like feeding her the last bite of dessert bar. because she had a better first concert that she went to than him. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just watched last night. Oh my gosh, her, yeah. That's why I have so many creepy details. So then they go back to their her place. He drops her off. But like that is not cool because I would be like, well, I guess unless they want a bone. Well, yeah, they're definitely like hot and heavy making out. Um, as he's taking her back to her door, she invites him inside, right? And yeah. things are getting real hot and heavy. And so she finally is like, I need, to, I just need a second. I need a second. And I think in, in the brain of the character Deborah or the real woman Deborah in the scenario, she's thinking, oh my gosh, like we're going to make out. This yeah. is so much fun. There's a real connection. Right. She, she puts some, Connie Britton's character puts them like. Take but she goes into her bedroom to like freshen herself yeah. up for a makeout sesh. And. Dirty John just all of a sudden like barges into a room and like flops down on her bed. Yeah, that's weird. And she says, oh, I, I, I think we sh- I'd like to prefer it if we keep this in the living room. And she basically has to convince him by saying it over and over again to get up out of her bed. Like, I don't, we're not fucking. Red flag. Red flag. So then when she finally says, can we please just move this into the living room? And he's talking about how comfortable the mattress is and just being generally like, I'm not going anywhere. Kind of scary. Yeah. Um, So she says, I think we should call it a night. And he abruptly gets up and just walks out of the apartment and slams slams the the door. door. Like he's like off in a huff. So I would like this to segue into what I'm going to call Oprah says. Oh, yeah. When someone shows you who they are, believe Believe them. them. Yes. And I know Oprah didn't come up with that. I think. Maya Man, Angelou yeah. maybe was the person that would tell her that, but yeah. she, you know, she espoused that so many times. That is like so true. The, I mean, it really is true. Yeah. When someone shows you who they are, believe them. Yeah, when someone tells you who they are, yeah. believe them. Yeah, except so, for if they tell you they're, you know, in Iraq and a doctor's without orders, and right. don't believe that. But <laughs> don't believe that. But also, again, yeah. someone shows you who they are. Yeah. So this is like such a red flag, and she is totally written him off and she is bummed out because she was like yeah. it was weird it was so good until it was not good yeah. but then he pulls a classic classic manipulative move yeah. where he, he calls her up and he says you know I just wanted to apologize and basically tells her that he's been on all these terrible dates and, it, and he always gets so worked up and excited and it never pans out and he finally met like the kind of woman he's really looking for. So, of course, he self-sabotaged. And oh he my always God. wondered what he would do when he found the right one. And now he knows and he's really sorry that he ruined it. So, of course, yeah. she agrees to meet and him And she's again. eating it up, which I'm like, ugh. But it's a very smart move on his yeah, part to be like, is. I just couldn't help it. You were so much more than I ever could have ever hoped for in my life. And so I self-sabotaged myself. Ugh. No. So she lets, so she, so they go back out, you know? Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, her daughter, yes. her older daughter, uh, Veronica, uh, they have a complicated relationship. In fact, Deborah Newell has a complicated relationship with both of her daughters. They go to therapy together. Um, they're constantly, with this is more on the podcast that yeah. you learn about this, but also in the show, yeah. that they're working on boundaries because she has two grown daughters. One of them still lives with her right. and they're very much like in her business and Tell her everyone she dates sucks. So there's a pattern mm. of like yeah. she meets a man she likes. The daughters think he's creepy, horrible, gold digger. Um, apparently, though, they might be right because yeah. she has been married and divorced four times. Yeah. And uh, so this is kind of just the same old, same old. They're probably the just trying to protect her. her, really. Right. And it may be in it that selfish like way that a 20 year old yeah. doesn't really understand what they're or who they're trying to protect. They just get a bad vibe. Yeah. And so they're just acting out. I mean, right. like, don't be stupid, mom, which yeah. is exactly how they talk to her. Oh my God. Their voices are crazy. Cause it's in orange. It's all set in orange County. And I guess it's a little, there's an accent or maybe it's just their vo- vocal quality. Cause the little one, Tara, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Well, they're just, I mean, she I, talks, hate to, I love, I love Julia Garner. Like, like baby voice, the actor, vocal yeah. fry. Yeah. 
sound. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, ah, uh-uh, he's sad. I know. It's like but that. that's not us trying to be mean. That's just, that's something they note in the podcast and that they translate with they the They do, actors. because Ju- Julia Garner is like a, an yeah. amazing actress. She does not, her voice does not sound like that. At all. I was like, why is she talking like this? It's super high pitch. It's like, like so crazy. Yeah. I'm, I swear to God. But that's what they sound like. And that's okay. We're not here to judge. But it does kind of take away from their credibility when you're... Yeah. Taking their, they seem selfish. Yeah, they do. They seem like they want all their mom's money for themselves. Yes. And so, even though that's not true, and as time goes on, I think in the show up to the point that we watch, and plus what I know, right? It's, it's like no, they genuinely, they are, they think there's yeah. something wrong with this guy yeah. based on how he is, not just with their mom, but with them. Yeah. So, well, because every time he's with them, he's completely different and a total asshole. Yeah, it's but like weird. not in front of her. Somehow of course, she's like right? not there. But one thing that he does that really freaks Ronnie out is she keeps all of her fancy purses in a safe in her room and she's opening it up. And when she opens it and she's about to pull something in out of nowhere, John is like standing behind her. He's like, what are you keeping the safe, kiddo? And she already has hates him, thinks he's creepy, doesn't like him. So she gives him attitude and tells him it's none of his business. But she immediately alarm bells are going off. Like one, he just like snuck up behind me in my room. And he wants to know what we're keeping in the safe. So she's convinced Gold Digger. Yeah. And so then uh, the the ending of this first episode is them looking at apartments. Right? Right. So basically, they're going to live together. But secretly. And she kind of... Deborah, played by Connie Brown. beautiful Connie. Kind of makes it seem like, based on the therapy session she's having with her daughter, Veronica that they should not live together and that that's the biggest part of their problem. So there's still five months left on the lease at their current place. Right. And that Ronnie should stay there and she's going to rent a new place. But it's really because she wants to move in with John. Yeah, yeah. And they've been dating for like three weeks. Three weeks. Like, it's crazy. And also, he, he's definitely like making this happen because oh, yeah. we find out. Well, can I say he's yeah. he is homeless. Yeah. He is homeless. She does not know that. No. And... Obviously not, but, you know, he's definitely working his ass off to find a nice place to rest his head. Yeah, there's a reason why he thought he needed to spend the night on that first date. Yeah. Because he didn't have anywhere else to go. Exactly, exactly. Oh, the other thing I want to mention for this is you, he's always wearing these, like, mismatched scrubs. Like, it's really weird. I'm like, what? Like, if you're a doctor. Right, well, here's the thing. So, that's another thing that's interesting here is... The way that he gaslights her, right? I don't yeah. know if that's the right term, but I feel like it is. Where you give just the right amount of information and then you, you know, you just kind of pick and choose like little things to drive things home to make your point more real than other yeah. people's point. Right. But also to create this fiction. You know, he's a homeless dude, a homeless grifter. Yeah, grifter. Oh, I had to look it up. A grifter is... A person who engages in petty or small-scale swindling, dishonest gambler. But also in the uh, dictionary, it was saying that you could also be a grifter if you run a sideshow at a circus. Right. If you're a carnival worker. But yeah, so he's... a small-time con man. Yeah. And so a lot of his... The things that she doesn't understand, but that he somehow turns into these charming qualities. She invites him to a cancer benefit. Like says to him that morning, you have your tux, right? And he's like, huh? And she's like, for the benefit. And he's like, oh, yeah, of course. He shows up to the benefit in his hospital scrubs. Yeah. But somehow manages to make it kind of like he's the heroic doctor who just had to come from an emergency something or other that was like in a totally different part of town than where he had kept his tux. And so rather than keep her waiting any longer, he just figured I'll show up. And and he's the belle of the fucking ball. Yeah. Because he's this charming doctor wearing scrubs at this black tie, like super she-she event. And he makes it cute and sweet and charming and yeah. so it's that kind of thing i know it's like so so smart yeah he knows what he's doing i'm like it it's really easy to kind of lie to people i mean i kind of feel like because you i think her deb wants to believe the best in everybody you know and yeah. see the best in everybody so it's like she's only looking at the positive things yeah you know to, no to for sure see. and she loves him and loves the way he yeah. makes her feel and he tells her he loves her right away so within the first episode, her second daughter, Tara, comes home with her boyfriend and her dog for Thanksgiving. Yeah. She's about to meet John for the first time. She knows that Veronica hates him, but she's keep, she's, she yeah. seems like a little less... She's sweeter. Yeah, she's sweeter. She's Veronica's works with animals. Veronica is much harder and harsher. Yeah. And Tara wants to be a veterinarian, and she's really sweet. 
And she has this little high-pitched voice that you were yeah, talking about. She's like, okay. And so I she can. and her boyfriend come home for Thanksgiving and they show up early and John is like moving a mattress inside. Yeah. And she's like, hi, you must be John. I'm Tara. And he's like, you're not supposed to be here till five. We're not ready. And basically won't let them come in. That's fucking insane. Because if my mom, I would text my mom and be like, hey, I just came by. That's, you know, I'm just like, why didn't. Exactly. Um, he so, told me to go away. Yeah. He what? said that I could go walk my dog for three hours until you guys were ready for company. I it's mean, like, that's... this is my mom's house. Exactly. So then they uh, come back over when it's time. Yeah. And Tara becomes suspicious. So Ronnie hates him so much. She's not even coming home for right. Thanksgiving. And Tara becomes suspicious that John might be living here because she's talking to right. her mom in the bathroom and she sees like all of his stuff. Yeah. So she asks her mom flat out, is he living here? And Deborah says, no, he just, you know, he stays here sometimes and it's nice for him to have stuff right. here. And then Tara goes and visits Veronica and is yeah. like, what the F is this? I think they're living together. Veronica's like, you need to find out. So then later yeah. that night, it's like Thanksgiving Tara goes into her mom's room in her mom's house yep. that they said he did not live in and she opens a box and she finds um, a certificate of nursing yeah. with his name on it and basically says, so is he both a nurse and a doctor or what is it? And you can tell Deborah doesn't actually know and is kind right. of shocked and surprised but then John comes in and is like, what are you doing going through my stuff? If you were my daughter, I, I would like smack you and throw oh, yeah. you out. And then Deborah, based on what John says, asks Tara, her daughter, yep. who she's known for her whole life. And came out of her. To leave. Yeah. Not okay. Like throws her out yeah. on Thanksgiving and disinvite, uninvites her. Oh, it's just tragic. And because, it's so frustrating. You know, that is in, in anybody's life, but when the mom or when yeah. a woman picks her. A, a new dude she yeah, just met. Over, over her, her own kid. But people are weak and people want to be loved. Or and people are blindsided by love or lust yeah. or whatever it is. So then there's a trip to Vegas and a quickie yep. marriage yep. that is kept secret. And, yeah. that and that's like, what, four episode. and a half weeks after knowing each other? Yeah. I mean, it's insane. Yeah. She goes on a show like to go buy antiques and stuff yeah. in Vegas. Her coworker can't come. He goes and somehow convinces her while they're there to get married. Yeah. But it's been and a there's month. a real picture. I mean, obviously this is a real story, but the yeah. pic the real picture of them is so weird. Yeah. The guy is like you could see how he would be handsome to her. I mean, he's fine, fine yeah. looking, but um, Eric Bana is super hot. Yes, yeah, much more good looking. But yeah. but the but the character's but, so gross. It just makes you kind of cringy. Yeah, he has that ability to to flip. Yeah. The flip that I think probably most charming psychopaths have which yeah. is when they can be their charming seductive selves yeah. and then the real them pops up yeah and it's like a flip and like everything goes dark in the eyes yes. he's nailing that yeah he is on the show good job eric mm -hmm. um <laughs> so that's how the first episode yeah. ends right yeah. they get married it is and then in secret though and yeah like she tells him they can't tell anyone so you know you're doing something wrong yeah deborah i know and totally it's like she just doesn't want to fight anything. She just wants the idea of what love and marriage is. She wants it to be happening. And so she's like trying to manifest it or whatever. Yes, but at the expense of her relationship with her kids at Which this point. Which fucking sucks. That's yeah. unfortunate. Um, so then episode two is called Red Flags and Parade Parades. Mm -hmm. Par parades. Um, and I love Parodies. it. Parades. Parades. And I love it because it opens with Veronica being like, there's something wrong with him. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know. And she is determined she uh is gonna track his car she wants to hire a private yeah, detective yes like, i she love knows. that and she that's the thing is like even though she might seem kind of bitchy when they first present her to you she is she is listening to her gut yeah. her gut is that there is something i'm impressed super, by that and this is the, these the, that's really what happened yeah these girls really did this yeah they yeah yeah she but so at this time they have a weird the home invader yeah there's like is a that random, on the podcast it is okay so some random druggy person comes into her, their house wanders into the house right their beachfront house and no no relation to him i can't remember oh. because there might be but i can't oh, remember. okay but yeah. that's definitely further Later in. in yeah but a homeless woman kind of wanders in yeah they have to call the cops john like tackles this frail little woman to the bed yeah you know? and so he convinces deborah because of this, that they need to get security cameras put all over the house. That's and insane, then too. also should put them in her office. Right. And so she actually does kind of get this weird feeling. 
But she says yes. She says yes because she says yes to everything. Yeah, she says yes she to everything. She says yes to marrying him after a month. She says yes to installing cameras where he could basically watch her at all times. Yeah. Although I'm sure she didn't think that's why, but she had a nagging suspicion. Dummy. I'm sorry. But and she even says yes when her daughter's like, I'm going to put a tracker on the car, on your car that he drives every day. Yeah. And she true. says, do what you got to do. I trust him completely. Yeah. So now they're 100% living together. Yeah, and he's getting weirder and weirder. Mm-hmm. And alienating the family. Ooh, and she always, she, um, Deborah always says, whenever somebody asks her a question at work or whatever, it's us and we. Well, we like, we do. Yeah. And I'm just like, barf. Like, remember when Ugh. you didn't know this guy a month ago? And you weren't a we already? Right. It's I very mean, frustrating. I even try not to say we with my husband and I've been married for 16 years. Right. Because I'm like, that's annoying. Well, I guess it's not. But you know what I mean? It's like, okay it's like, if it's, where you're just, we really do yeah. want to do this thing. But right. anything that you but you want can't to do, say something. Yeah, exactly. No, I want to do a lot of things my husband doesn't want to do and vice versa. Yeah, exactly. And so I don't say, we want to do this. I'm exactly. like, I'm going to do this. You want to do that. I'll see you after. Clearly, she just needs a man yeah. for her own wholeness. She, I think she feels incomplete without being in a relationship. Longing to belong. I swear to God, I'm going to say that yeah. in every episode. Um, <laughs> the, oh, and then... So there's a there's a jo- joke about is this Christmas now or oh well it was I can't okay, so so I can't remember but Ronnie is Ronnie's the older one right mm-hmm. something happens where they have like an interaction and he jokes about shooting her do you remember that I and remember then him Connie Britton goes making a joke that. about that to other people not to Ronnie oh maybe that's what it was. So there's yeah. another family member. His name is Chad, oh, right. and he is yeah. her nephew. So a little bit of backstory that they kind of touch on in the show, but it's much bigger in the podcast, podcast. is that Connie Britton's sister, Cindy, was murdered by her husband, who then took his own life. Oh. So their son, her nephew, is yeah. a really big part of her life. Right. And um, did she raise him, or was he I out think, of the house? I think he then? was older when it happened, oh. but not so old that... She was a big figure in his life yeah. and still is. And he is at all the family functions. Yeah. And he, you know, she, his opinion matters to her. Yeah. And so his first impression of John, it's like totally fine. Yeah. But then John just makes some off color remarks kind of about what happened with his mom yeah. and dad. Yeah. And he and goes, then, my dad was a brown liquor guy. What about your dad? What'd your dad drink? Right. And he's like, uh, like, I don't know if my aunt Deborah told you. And he's like, oh God, my bad. And then makes a joke about shooting Ronnie in the head. Yeah. So things are no longer kosher for chad either yeah so everyone in her family at this point aside from her mother who is much older and just seems like she wants everyone to get along so badly that she'll say whatever she needs to to make people feel good yeah which is like of course i like him right but everyone else is like mm, 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 yeah mm, mm, and mm, is mm. and this is the part where um i i wrote on my notes connie i love you you're an amazing actress um no but the nephew tells John he knows he says prove it prove anything you've told Aunt Debbie when when he says oh oh because they they went to the private detective right so as we mentioned and Veronica is on a mission she's yeah. tracking the car she's got a PI they find out a bunch of stuff about him including that he's never been in Iraq yeah we need to know why he's lying mm-hmm. is what they say yeah so what is he hiding right and they kind of try to tell Deborah again she's not really hearing it but yeah. you can see the little like right the, I, uncurling of oh god have yeah. I made a horrible mistake right. kind of behind the but he, I love him and we love each other and so back off but she's starting to also get suspicious little things happen like she's got a client in whose husband is a doctor at the same hospital where John it's told her working. that he was an anesthesiologist And when she mentions him, his name, and the fact that he was uh, an Iraq vet, the look on the woman's face, she's like, that's so weird. You know, my husband is about blah-da-dee-blah-da-dee-blah, and it's weird I've never heard that name. How do you spell it? And so it's just, she's just starting to get suspicious. She also had $90,000 in cash that she kept in a bag in her house in case of an an earthquake, a hurricane. So just to let you know how wealthy this woman is, just in case of an earthquake, she's got a bag of almost a hundred grand in cash in her home. And um, Dirty John convinces her to put it in a safe deposit box along with other important papers. Right. And their wedding rings. Because and their wedding rings because they can't tell anyone they're married because they're keeping it a which, secret. Which, by the way, he spills the beans. Mm-hmm. And so when when Chad is kind confronting of confronting him. him, he's like, well, we're married now. Yeah. And he doesn't believe him. And he's like, oh, yeah, we are. 
So that's kind of the conclusion of yeah. the second episode is the kids now know about the wedding. Yeah. Connie is, or sorry, Deborah is officially suspicious that maybe she doesn't really know her husband all that well. Oof. And then we move into episode three, which is fascinating because this is where you can tell it's based off of a podcast, you know, that can kind of yeah. cover all time and space. This episode jumps back and forth between the present, what's happening with Deborah and her family and John, and then the past to when John was married the first time. Yeah. Vanya. Wait. Oh. I, I just remembered, did, and she also, in the last episode, uh, Deb looks in that bottom drawer. Oh, right. So And it says, she just saw a few things. It's like stalking. She finds a bunch of papers yeah. that show that John has been in prison yeah. for extortion, stalking, harassment, petty theft. Which is crazy. Why would you keep those papers around? What a dumbass. Oh, I but, know. I mean, you got a safety deposit. But she, she found out how to look on her phone all, to, at all the cameras. To so there's sure. a camera in their bedroom, which... Why? Mm-hmm. Anyways, she walks around She's out of sp- around. yeah. Oh. She like l- crawls to the drawer and gets it. But anyways, finds out just another thing where she's she like, gets more confirmation that what, her, what her family has been saying might be true. So then we go to episode yes, three. which I'm obsessed with the flashbacks. Yeah, they're crazy. So it flashbacks first to the wedding of mm-hmm. his first wife, and then it goes to. Um, Oh, and at this point, sorry, I'm jumping around, but Deborah goes to the lawyer, a lawyer. Yeah, because now she has all this information about his like criminal history and she shows it all to a lawyer and the, the lawyer is like, well, let me verify that this is him because she's still like hopeful that John Meehan's kind of a, yeah, a, an, a common name, yeah. right? Like maybe it's not him. And so the lawyer's like, I'll look into it. Yeah. But I would um, maybe start moving your money around. Yeah. So the first wife... You know, you you see their little courtship in the beginning and how he basically does the same sort of thing to her that he did to Deb. You yep. know, just like says plays all on right all, things. says all the right mm-hmm. things. Picks her up in a bar. Yep, picks her up in a bar. And then, you know, they get married and he is like, my family are awful. Like, yeah. I, I never, we can never. I was raised by monsters. monsters. So they're basically the plan is he's going to ask her dad for permission to right. marry her. But he's telling her, I need you to understand, like, we can never bring my family into this. You're going, we're going to have kids someday and you're going to think, no, this would be the thing that will change. We should invite them to be a part of yeah. this, but we can never, ever do yeah. that. And she's like, oh, my poor, broken, damaged man. Exactly. Of course, we'll never reach and out to your family. And he plays that with Deb, too. Like, I'm the Iraq vet. I'm, yeah. the, I'm damaged. Me. My last wife was horrible and cheated on me and yeah. took my kid, or no, doesn't even tell her about the kids, no. right? So we're two. getting this great kind of back and forth so why don't we take you want to talk about what's going on with the first marriage stuff and i'll talk about what's going on right. with the deborah stuff yeah let's do it so in the first marriage you know she um it, it sort of flashes forward they have two kids uh he she was a nurse mm-hmm. that's where they found you know when they first met she's like telling him about nursing and stuff like that and eventually he she gets him sort of interested and he goes into nursing. He becomes a nurse as well. And they talk a lot about, you know, in anesthesiologists, you can, for some nurses can administer if you have a certain like right, certificate, certificate, administer the anesthesia, uh-huh. anesthesia, anesthesia, anesthesia. And <clears throat> without a doctor being present, without a doctor being present. Exactly. So he, um, he, he starts s- stealing. stealing. Yeah. He starts stealing because he has an opioid addiction. Mm-hmm. And so he starts doing the drugs. He starts Very nurse Jackie. not giving people the correct dose of their painkillers. Yeah. Killers. Sorry, that, I'm not a robot. Painkillers. Painkillers. So he can take them. Yeah. Which, eesh, that's so crazy. But that happens. I mean, there are people oh, yeah. get addicted and it's so powerful. So, you know. Yeah, all reason goes out the window. Exactly. And apparently some of those burglaries in his past were because just to feed his to addiction. Feed his addiction. Um, yeah. Stuff like that. But the worst thing that happened was she, his wife, Tanya, goes mm-hmm. to a convention or something like that. And this woman is speaking and she's really great. She's really inspired by her talk. And she goes up to talk to her and in the end finds out that this woman is have, having an affair with John Meehan as well. And has been for 10 months. 10 months. And the woman clearly is also shocked when she sees Tanya puts on her sweater where she has her name tag yeah. that says... 
Tanya Meehan. Tanya Meehan, and she had already told her where she lived, and the doctor had told her, oh, I'm dating a man who's from that area. Ugh. And um, it all blows up, but John's reaction is, He's like, she makes $500,000 a year. And she's like, what, are you trying to upgrade? Yeah. And he basically is like, yeah. What a fucking asshole. Yeah, I am. But but even the kids, her kids, growing up now, were say that they were afraid for their lives growing yeah. up. They were hiding, you know, they mm-hmm. leave. and Yeah. So that's the... And then the um, Tanya also is told by another um, a, a te- a, an anesthetician. Oh, yeah. Is that how you say that? That's right. She is then told that this... No, um, anesthetician saw John slipping meds into his um, scrubs pocket yeah. and that she's reported him and that she recommends Tanya search their house because if they find anything in their house there's no way to prove that it wasn't hers because she's the take same her kind her of job away. and they could take her kids so big blow up that fight. is scary mm-hmm. I mean that's just like ruin your life and everyone's around yeah this so, guy must be crazy yeah and so then on the other side of the story where we're back in the present day now Everyone knows that this guy sucks, right? There's a PI involved and there's a lawyer involved. Based on everything that the lawyer finds out. So she calls Connie, uh, Deborah back and says, okay, it is your guy. Yeah. And I am so sorry, but based on his past experience, what he does is he sues you. He's going to destroy you financially. He then sues the attorneys on both sides, including his own. So he never has to pay any fees yeah and the lawyer basically refuses to take the case because right. she says that she cannot open herself up to what is inevitably going to happen that is insane. and so you just see the despair of like i've trapped i'm trapped yeah and then she's still playing like good wife with him at home i know all i could think was like just get out of there yes that's when i was like um diarrhea is always the answer i'm sorry i have to go i have diarrhea always a good way to it's get a out good of way any to get scary away situation because if you have diarrhea people are like oh okay you yeah. have diarrhea so now, <laughs> now um, they go and they're talking to the PI who is telling her how she needs to get out of the house. Yeah. She needs to change um, her appearance, her routines. She needs to switch hotel rooms. Basically, she needs to go into hiding. Good God. And it's all just incredibly stressful. Um, I mean, I have to say, I love the line that they added in there. They're like, you know, maybe don't wear such nice clothing. Right. And the daughter was like, um, no, I'm sorry. This is how you blend in in Orange County. Yeah. She's like, your clothing is what you wouldn't want to wear. Yeah. <laughs> this is like <laughs> so funny. So then she comes home and she goes out and gets the mail and there's something from a jail cell yeah. in there. And she tries to open it and John, this is when she sees the violence. Yeah. He comes at her and he's like, you can't open my mail. It's a felony. Like yeah. rips it out of her hands. Then apologizes and makes up some cockamamie story about yeah. how He's sending care packages to an Iraq veteran who ended up in prison after he knew him, and he's just trying to help him out. And she, she just see her. She's just like, I am so fucked. Oh my god! And then yeah. remind me, what is the haps when John collapses? Like, oh, what's going on there? I don't remember, but we ha- we should mention that she, she goes to the safe deposit box oh, after yes. talking, I think, to the lawyer. Um, or the PI, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, that $90,000 in cash. Of course the money's gone. It's gone. And she, uh, that's the, I think that's what sort of started the yeah. the heart attack. Because he knew, he, he knew she had gone. So he's like, I just want you to know that I put it in some, some investments. investments. Because um, I got a text alert that you opened the safe deposit. So he is tracking her yes. every move. And so she, she says, she says fine. That's, that's her line. That's fine. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? And then he collapses on the floor. Like in in their house, and he's been vomiting. So he's then rushed to the emergency room with Deborah, and he's telling the nurses what kind of meds to give him. And the nurse is basically describing to Deborah, yeah. "I can't do that. Like this is what's happening to you is like you have a an opioid addiction, yeah. And whatever um, regiment that you're on, because he's saying he's managing pain from all these different things, yeah. Uh, it, it, that's what caused this, and so." we'll do what we can, but you know, we're going to have to really keep an eye on you because you're a drug addict and that's why you're here. And that is the moment where you see between finding out all all the criminal behavior, the terrible things he's done to other women, the fact that he stole her money. And now she's finding out that on top of all of that, her so-called good, gorgeous doctors without borders doctor is really just like a lowly 
drug addict who yeah. uses his job in a hospital to steal drugs. It's fucking crazy. And she says, you know what? I don't do well with this kind of medical stuff. So I'm just going to go into the chapel and pray for you. And she kisses him on the cheek. Yeah. And you can tell he's also like, mm. And then she moves her shit out. She gets her yep. shit out. She straight up goes back to their place. She moves every single fucking thing. I, I'm in so the happy. Of that the was night. a great moment because yeah. the, uh, the rest of the, you know, this whole episode, I'm like, fuck it, just move out. Get out. Or oh my just God. stand up for yourself. Say yes. something. But she's, you know, she's at this point, I think, rightfully scared. Yeah, she should be. But very strongly and bravely, while he's hospitalized and cannot <laughs> leave and come after her, she moves out of their house. And that is where we end. Yeah. Episode three. Yeah, and I had to look up. I wanted to look up co- coercive control okay. because that's something. Um, you know, it's abusive manipulation. Like I'm a like, form of abuse. how could this happen to her? You right. know, but co- coercive control is where a person tries to dominate, exploit, and exploit some um, someone's most basic rights and needs, creating and then also creating codependence. It's it's about utter domination. He totally did that. Yeah. He completely he started out very complimentary, mm-hmm, very loving. Like, yeah. what do they do in that second episode? It's like every morning he brings her some oh, fancy new smoothie yeah. he made her. She's like, mm. she's eating that shit. Up. Yeah, and then and then this third episode, it plops it's, down in front of her, and she's like, mm. it's probably been poisoned or something. Yeah. Just kidding, that's not part of the story. So that's the truth, though. Abusers aren't abusive straight away. That's why it's so yeah. shocking. And then you're in it, and you're and it's you're hard trapped. to get out. Yeah. And then you're embarrassed and feeling shame. And oh my god! But luckily, her daughters at this point seem to they rally around her. Yes. They don't they are, they don't throw it in her face. They help her. Yeah. They help her move. They help her get all the information. They help her try to figure out how yeah. they're going to get out of this. And so they do at least come back together. So that's kind of nice. I think so too. And I guess that's where our first. Episode about Dirty John. Rom Crime Does Dirty John. Rom Crime Does Dirty John. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you have any more insight, because we do know how well known this is, any information that we left out that you think is important and you want to make sure we throw it in next time, you can totally DM us all across the social media world or email us at romcrimepodcast at gmail.com and let us know. Great. We love you. We love doing this. Bye. Bye.